1: the time delivers perfectly downfield touchdown. Patrick Mahomes with a rope. This one, Adams, touchdown. This
2: time going deep for Beckham Jr. Catch he Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Road of Viz Overtime on Road of Viz Radio, brought to you by Bet Online and the FFPC. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Arden, Joined as always by Sean Siegel, one of the co-owners at Road of Viz. Uh, one one of the best fantasy players in the world, I guess we'll call him. But, uh, Sean, we are ready for a set week of fun shows here. I'm really looking forward to both shows this week with we really interesting, uh, layouts here for the listeners. We're going to talk a little bit about the pros versus Joe's draft that you're doing with Curtis Patrick over at the FFPC. Uh, very interesting start through the first three rounds. We'll talk about that uh, on the show in just a moment. And, Very excited as well for any of the people who listened to the episode with Mike Beers a couple of weeks ago. He was talking about the Best Ball Win Rates exploring some of the the, the little tweaks that he's doing. uh, And very, very exciting news this week for for any of us that use the website uh, and behind the scenes as well. I think it's one of the coolest tools that has come out in quite some time. Uh, We'll be talking in the second half of the show about the new tool up on the site. And then later in the week, we'll be talking about a lot more cool stuff that Sean is writing up on the website. So just an action-packed week coming up here. Um and I really can't wait to get into this. Sean, how are you doing this week?
3: Awesome. It's uh it's been a lot of fun to be involved in this FFPC Superflex Dynasty Draft. Obviously, everyone knows about Curtis Patrick and uh his expertise as a dynasty owner, dynasty expert with the Dynasty Command Center, and uh lots of experience with uh deep industry drafts, expert drafts, high-stakes drafts. And it's a lot of fun. Curtis and I both like to make a lot of trades. And so certainly we bounce ideas off of each other and then go out and make some of those trade offers. Uh, That portion of it's been a lot of fun. We were fortunate enough to get the number one pick. And so I think anyone who is going into the 2020 season, and uh, regardless of format, if you get that top pick and have a shot at Christian McCaffrey or in this particular format perhaps uh patrick mahomes i think you've got to be very excited about the advantage that gives you now we only have to look back to 2019 to see saquon barkley struggling with some injuries and then uh not being his explosive self when he was available for games certainly the first the first pick has not always been something that is an automatic ticket to victory uh Certainly, also, we're all hoping that uh, Christian McCaffrey is able to make it through this season healthy, uh, the most exciting player in the game. I'm, I'm excited to talk about this draft. So much going on. The super flex element makes it even more exciting
2: yeah and i think you mentioned there i just want to shout out to uh travis may and curtis patrick obviously the dynasty command center here on road of his radio A phenomenal podcast if you're following curtis on on twitter which he should be obviously announced this week that he's going to be kind of going on the solo route on the dynasty command center but that also uh, frees travis up to do what he does best and that's look at Devi players college players college prospects and he's starting up on road of his radio with the college to canton podcast which will be coming out every sunday so i guess when, when you mentioned Curtis to start it off I'll I'll give that free plug to the the new show that's coming up I'm really looking forward to it because college football is an area where I probably let myself down and uh, looking forward to to getting uh, listening to Travis as well because one of the best around when it comes to Debbie prospects but Sean as we get ready to talk about the draft and you mentioned the FFPC let's hit with the FFPC stat attack
3: Well, you mentioned the tools from Mike Beers and we had some uh, great emails this week uh, thanking us, specifically him really, for these tools and and what you're able to do with them. We're going to talk about the Best Ball Win Rate Explorer today. And one of the cool features of that is that you're able to look at the player win rates not just for a specific player, but you're able to stack those guys together and see what they've done when they were on the same team. And so today's FFPC stat attack will focus on... Christian McCaffrey and Lamar Jackson when they played on the same team together in FFPC Best Ball Leagues in 2019 those teams won at a 52 percent win rate they had a 90 percent top six percentage so uh, in some ways you may be asking yourself you know what was going on with that 10 percent of teams that did not finish in the top six with both McCaffrey and Jackson (laughs) but obviously those are very gaudy numbers for those two best ball MVPs of last season
2: yeah it's pretty insane when you look at it uh, that particular way amazing amazing uh, combination and it it was something that really could be done because although jackson was going uh, with a decent adp last year you know was achievable to, to link those two guys together but of course you needed to have that top one or top two pick to get cmc but that is at the ffpc and the league we're talking about today is also at the ffpc they are the home of the best fantasy football leagues and contests in the industry including dynasty best ball and of course the world famous ffpc main event to learn more to join the league today head on over to my ffpc.com that's my ffpc.com and of course, we're going to be talking about this pros versus Joes league right now, Sean. So let's let's not wait. Let's dive straight into it. Uh, you had the one hundred and one. Obviously, you mentioned a moment ago that you did. Uh, you kind of, you kind of. I think I thought you were going to tease it, but I think that you kind of did just uh, come out and say it. Christian McCaffrey was the way that that you guys rolled with that number one overall pick. Obviously, it is a, a super flex and there's a dynasty league, so we're thinking long term. Was there um, much of a debate between? As you mentioned there, maybe a Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes as the Superflex format comes into play, or Christian McCaffrey, or is it a, a pretty straightforward choice for you at the 101?
3: I think this is always a debate because you have the longer time frame that we would certainly expect these quarterbacks to be. Uh, reliable for you to be high scoring players on your team. You're not going to have to replace them. And certainly, when you're talking about a pick uh, at the very top, top five, top, you know, first round, anywhere in there, you want that player to not be someone who is going to be a move back off of your roster or into, uh, you know, your bench, something like that in the near future. You look at the FFPC super flex format as well, and you're really looking at putting one of these super flex quarterbacks into one of those two flex spots. So it takes away one of the wide receiver running back spots or even the tight end there with the tight end premium and shortens that starting lineup a little bit, makes that quarterback very, very valuable. You go in and look at our Dynasty ADP tools and you can specifically select out superflex and you see that in superflex christian mccaffrey and patrick mahomes have almost identical adps at dead heat really for the number one pick there we felt like mccaffrey gave us the chance to really dominate in 2020 and perhaps move around more with the quarterbacks later on and see what happens there but Certainly anything you can do to get one of those top quarterbacks. I think the next couple of spots after that are also interesting because whereas McCaffrey and Mahomes are in the dead heat for number one, Lamar Jackson and Saquon Barkley are in a dead heat for number two. Colm, do you have any preferences in that one, two slot and that three, four spot in terms of where you would like to go?
2: I think if I have that number one overall spot, I think I would be going with Christian McCaffrey. And I think if I had the two spot and McCaffrey's gone, I would be going with Mahomes over Mahomes or Jackson over the, the remaining spot. So if we break it down for the listeners after that, we had Saquon Barkley at number four, Elliott at number five, then Kyler Murray as the third quarterback off the board with Pat Corain at number six, and then the first wide receiver, Michael Thomas, first tight end and Travis Kelsey then we had Kamara then Kittle then Sanders so that's all the way up to, to number 11 so if I was in this draft I, I would be taking the 101 would be Christian McCaffrey for me in, in super flex formats as well I would be going after that with one of those quarterbacks uh, if they were available all the way down to number five but I don't think they're going to get there when it gets to Kyler Murray it's a little bit more interesting I would be Starting to get a little bit more tempted then by the likes of a, a Barkley, an Elliott, or a Kamara. Uh, I think, though, I would probably be starting to lean at that point when we get past. the the first two quarterbacks and McCaffrey towards somebody like a Michael Thomas perhaps uh, and looking into those wide receivers at that point but I think Michael Thomas is leading the way there at wide receiver Uh, then with the rest of it I went all the way to number 11 and I didn't want to spoil number 12 because some big moves made then by Sean and Curtis Uh, they had the 101 uh, correct me if I'm wrong Sean the 212 and the 301 with that two-three wraparound um and you did trade up into that 112 from from that 212 spot uh, and selected Dalvin Cook uh, your decision process obviously I, I know listening and talking to you on the show a big fan of Cook um was that an easy choice for you to make um at that point the the kind of running backs that were left were Joe Mixon uh Nick Chubb uh Clyde Edwards Hilaire and then you're down to uh I don't want to spoil it but we've Josh Jacobs and then there's other running backs in the round three who we'll talk about when when Sean tells us about the next pick but was that a a, a tough a tough move to make to get up to 112 or was it uh pretty easy working with that 112 owner to, to get the deal done
3: yeah, so we had to pay quite a bit, obviously, to move up this round here, but we like that. There were a lot of guys uh, who were very intriguing at that spot. You mentioned sort of the end of the first round. There were a couple of interesting things that happened here. The draft went very much to form through pick seven, which is Michael Thomas, and then we have those two stud tight ends. Now, according to our ADP again, and when I discuss this, I'm looking at Drafts pulled in after the NFL draft. There were some drafts before that, but we will look at the ones after the NFL draft. I think those are going to be the ones who are uh, most representative of what listeners are going to see going forward. Travis Kelsey, George Kittle both moved into the first round. Those guys are second round picks according to ADP, but I like what the guys did in this draft with the tight end premium. Certainly, I think it makes sense to try and get those stud tight ends really focusing on filling out a starting lineup filled with stars. Miles Sanders is an interesting guy to go at 11 there because you want the running backs, he's the guy really moving up right now. We certainly like him a lot. At 11, there's perhaps not a lot more room to run in terms of continuing to move up, although certainly we hope to see him make a push into that 5, 6, 7 range next year. The flip side of that is that that next tier of quarterbacks had fallen. So Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, all available there and certainly all choices that i think would really give us a great foundation with christian mccaffrey if you have mccaffrey and then you have one of the foundation pieces at qb you have a ton of flexibility to attack the rest of the draft we went here with dalvin cook despite the fact that certainly there's some holdout potential around him his adp uh, in the eight range but going to be sliding we liked him as a value there Expecting the holdout to eventually work its way out, although with two of the last three guys who were sort of in this high-profile situation, we discussed on the show the last couple of weeks hasn't necessarily worked out as well for them as they might have hoped. But Cook, there you pull up the range of outcomes tool. He's number two ahead of Barkley in terms of what it's projecting for the 2020 season. He actually beats some of these guys at the high, median, and low numbers in terms of looking at him contrasted with Ezekiel Elliott, who went number five overall. And with Cook, we're looking at a guy who before the injury last year, averaging 24 points per game, that's just simply not a number that you can come up with with hardly any players out there. Now, you can argue you can't come up with him either, because he's either hurt or holding out or there's some other thing, you know, some type of drama attached to Dalvin Cook. But with the McCaffrey-Cook start there, we felt like our running back position was going to give us a very strong platform from which to build everything else. And certainly, as we know that from work that Monty has done and just looking at the ADP tool, those types of things, we know that in these FFPC formats, the running backs are very expensive.
2: Yeah, they are very expensive and quite interesting because I know we've talked about Dalvin Cook a number of times in the show, but like if you were giving me a straight-up choice, it was kind of a bit like what you'd done uh, to me a couple of weeks ago with the quarterbacks versus certain positions and, and some of those running backs. Uh, if we look at, you know, Ezekiel Elliott versus Dalvin Cook straight up at the moment, I think even with the holdout, everything involved, I think I would be taking uh, Dalvin Cook and you're getting him, you know, seven spots later. Uh, Miles Sanders, as you mentioned, not a huge amount, like, you know for him to move up in terms of uh, a dynasty asset moving forward other than at that spot of 111 it's you know kind of peaking out i think uh, quite interesting that you mentioned the the three quarterbacks that did go off the board then after that was two picks after you you had a run of deshaun watson russell wilson and dak prescott and i i do think that those guys all could have been potential picks at the back end of that first round um but i do think that dalvin cook was a, a smart move there i would have i think i would have been tempted though to, to go watson or, or prescott at that point uh moving on then to the third round and you had the first pick there and uh, that third round jonathan taylor uh who we know that both yourself and curtis are, are massive fans Rodovis as a whole kind of have been building up taylor for quite some time ended up with the colts post-draft um was that something like the, the next couple of picks just for the listeners around that was AJ Brown, Mark Andrews, Josh Allen? Kind of the, the next couple of picks after that, I think. You know, we're peaking a little bit high, maybe as well there with Josh Allen at, at that point. But was that was he was he the target at that uh, you know at that three oh one pick for you? And were you happy that he fell at that point?
3: We were the players we were looking at in this range were DJ Moore, Jonathan Taylor, AJ Brown, Mark Andrews and to get taylor there it's a little bit more of a balance because 2020 may not be his huge explosive season we've talked about how he just really blew up the running back prospect lab shows up there as a 100 on the scale really up there with a saquon barkley now whether or not he catches the passes necessary to be that type of player in fantasy certainly an open question it has got a lot of competition there on the depth chart but we expect him to grow into someone who a year from now a year and a half from now will be a top five startup pick as opposed to a beginning of the third round type of pick it would have been a difficult choice if dj moore had lasted a couple more he went slightly above adp there aj brown went the pick just after us sliding up a little bit and then with the third pick in the round our old friend pat corain did trade in and snag mark andrews so certainly we have been seeing a handful of the top wide receivers go a little bit above adp mark andrews and the tight ends going a little bit above adp the quarterbacks sliding a little bit below not not a lot and we're talking about the the first three rounds the players that you're going to see here are are pretty well set as the guys but josh allen there at the 304 carson wentz and joe burrow going at 308 309 and then Curtis and I decided to make another move. We had actually traded up to the 304 from 412, and we're in a position to take JK Dobbins. We got a good offer to move down to 310. And at that spot, the guy we really liked, we've been talking on the show, one of the top uh, 10 most undervalued players in redraft, Juju Smith Schuster one of those guys who maybe even more in dynasty with the age that he's still at one of the most undervalued players really in any format we were very much in agreement there pounced on him at the 310 but then since then we received an offer of the 512 and a future first to move back out of him so we've made that move there keep our options open build some rookie picks for the future keep those trades flowing so column do you like taylor there what are your thoughts on number one picking juju smith schuster and then number two trading out of him once we'd been lucky enough to land him
2: i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna talk about this now uh, obviously i think john and taylor is a, a very interesting move there i probably would have been you i would imagine this was you as well i think you were hoping for dj Moore to fall those two spots I would have been very tempted to go AJ Brown over Taylor, and I would have been very tempted to go Mark Andrews in and the tight end premium over Taylor. Uh, all the points that you've given have make perfect sense. Um, with the two running backs off the board before that, I probably would have started to look to another position. But I think what you've done is given yourself three running backs to give a really strong core. And what you will notice if, if anyone does look and follow along with the league, which you can do on the FFPC website, you'll see that, wide receivers have kind of you know fallen quite a bit in this draft and because you have those three running backs there's still a lot of talented wide receivers on the board uh so you can fill those positions up there's only three tight ends off the board at that point so it makes sense to build that strong core uh just in terms of the Juju Smith-Schuster have you so you've traded Juju away for a future first and a fifth round pick in this draft is that correct yes I was going to say I I didn't know that until Sean has mentioned it now I was going to say the best two values of this whole draft so far were Carson Wentz at the 308 which I think is tremendous value for him uh, and and Juju at the 310. Personally I would have probably held Juju because I think post draft you're probably going to be able to still get that first round pick for him so I probably would have held on to see how the rest of the draft plays out but Overall, you're going to get another opportunity then on the 5th to, to pick up another player. What was the thought process behind just moving him then for those future picks? I, I I know how much you're you're kind of thinking that there's a, a big bounce back coming for Juju in, in 2020.
3: Definitely. He is supposed to have a huge season, and certainly if that's the case, he's going to move up. A lot of it just comes down to the positional values here. You mentioned the wide receivers falling. They're actually going a little bit above their normal FFPC uh, super flex ADP in this draft. I think that's smart. I think that they're a little bit undervalued in terms of how people look at it, but with the importance of QB in this format, it definitely pushes down some of those wide receivers makes that depth in the ninth, 10th rounds. uh, Very exciting. I think because The quarterbacks get snagged up so completely rounds five, six, and seven. So moving around there gives us a little bit of flexibility. Having those first round picks uh, allows you to attack and potentially move into guys that you want throughout the draft. Certainly if you end up holding on to them, then you can build their high upside players in the future there. I think the wide receiver depth does help us out here. It'll be interesting to put that comment within context of the show that we're going to look at on thursday because the topic there is that if wide receiver is deep then running back is bottomless so we'll look at the way that plays out in different formats and why you might want to move around a little bit differently depending on the format that you're in
2: allow me a moment to tell you about our friends over at bet online there is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive betting partner you can find about betonline.ag sports are slowly making their way back and bet online is leading the way with the best odds and lines for the ufc nascar boxing and soccer matches and if you need even more they have simulated nfl nba and ufc simulations all day every day live on their website looking for something other than sports bet online has hundreds of casino games poker tournaments and prop bets to check Out, visit betonline.ag and use the promo code Blue Wire for your free welcome bonus. That's one word: Blue Wire. Bet Online, your online wagering experts.
1: What's up, listeners? This is Curtis Patrick. I just wanted to stop by and say thank you for supporting RotoViz Radio. You are the absolute best audience in the business, and I know it. As a special thank you. I'm offering 10% off your next Rotoviz subscription. Just use code 2020RVRADIO at checkout. That's right. Go to rotoviz.com, click subscribe, and enter code 2020RVRADIO at checkout for 10% off. You can even extend your subscription. Oh, and one more thing. If you haven't ever done it, please rate and review the podcast you're listening to right now on Apple Podcasts. It's really easy. It only takes like 10, 15 seconds. Just do it. We'd love to hear your feedback now back to the show.
2: So I teased it at the start of the show, Sean, and, um, you know, it's something that Mike teased a couple of weeks ago, we've been kind of eagerly waiting for it since you mentioned the feedback coming in being tremendous. Just uh, some of the like, I know, I know we're kind of we're obviously biased. We're talking about the tools and how good they are. Like Dave uh has uh, tweeted out, I think it was yesterday evening that he's just doing the final touches uh, on some of the great work that he's doing as well behind the scenes. So uh, super exciting times with the tools that are available on the website. I don't think anyone comes close to what's available on the road of his site at the moment. But I do think we're probably looking here at one of the crown jewels in terms of uh, the basketball one Ritz Explorer. Uh, Mike has really uh, done it, done it again.
3: Yeah. Mike has really outdone himself on this one. I've got an article coming out today that will break down all of the different things you can do with the tool, but we're going to go through them here on the show. We talked about in the FFPC stat attack, how you can stack some of these players together. One of the cool things you can do, you can get in there and look at Christian McCaffrey he has that 30% win rate by himself but because of where he was being drafted there were stacks with players like nick chubb like dalvin cook and we can see that when he was stacked together with nick chubb they won at a 53 percent rate somewhat surprisingly in there with dalvin cook only a 40 percent win rate you can also pick out players later in the draft to get that three player stack you can answer questions like well how much?" of the win rate was due to this particular guy and how much was due to simply the players they are most likely to match up with we know that outside of christian mccaffrey most of the players drafted in that first round range really the first uh 15 to almost 20 picks until you start to get back around to guys like chubb and cook that most of the win rates were very very low and so part of that was simply that you couldn't get a good win rate because Christian McCaffrey was so dominant. Some of the other pr- problems there were that people who were drafted in that five, six, seven, eight range were going to come back around with players who did poorly in rounds two and vice versa. And so those players stacked together were going to struggle. You can get in there in the win rate explorer and find out exactly how much that played a role. You can also pick out the guys from all of the different years from the FFPC, so you can look at 2017, you can look at 2018, you can look at 2019, has all of that background in there for you.
2: Like everything with the visualizations that we try and do on the website, you know, it's so easy to read these things you make it sound so easy when you're reading through them on the podcast but actually when you have it visualized in front of you it's just so easy to see where the sweet spots are for players for picks for rounds it just really helps uh, to make it more understandable digestible the other part that's interesting is when you're looking at the stack explorer and you know we talk about uh you know what what and you've done a lot of it in the best ball workshop what positions to take at what points and how to pair them together the stack explorer as well is very interesting you know if you're looking at the one quarterback formats depending if you you know stacking with the wide receiver one on that team stacking with the tight end stacking with uh, the running back you can even do it with stacking with the the place kicker on that team or stacking with the defense on that team so you can really break it down into every individual perspective that you want and so when we talk about stacks and for people who play dfs you know it's usually that you're stacking the quarterback with the the tight end or the the wide receiver but when it comes to you know season-long leagues and particularly in baseball you can link them in as well with the the place kicker and the defense and you know shake things up that way and the the win rates actually uh work quite well for those two so when we're looking at edges it can give you a little bit of an example into that what did you dig away sean looking through the the stack explorer as well for 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 a couple of first times
3: yeah this is this is sort of counterintuitive which i think is fun anytime that you run across some information that maybe doesn't fit with your expectation that's something to certainly uh, put in there make sure you remember play with a little bit more so you mentioned that you could stack your qb1 and, and and the qb1 would be the qb1 on on the team so basically you're taking a quarterback and then stack him in with a place kicker a defense a running back now the place kicker and the defense obviously those guys are set we could also look at the running back one or the running back two we can look at the wide receiver one two three we can look at the tight end The thing that's a real surprise here that you alluded to was the fact that the QB with the wide receiver one stack only has an 8.0 win rate. That's lower than stacking a QB with a place kicker or stacking a QB uh, with a defense in this FFPC format. The other thing that you can then do Is You can go through and say, well, maybe the QB and the wide receiver one didn't work out the way that I sort of anticipated, but what if I have multiple players from that team? So I can go through and I can pick the QB, the wide receiver one and the wide receiver two i can pick the qb and the tight end and the wide receiver one see how having multiple players from that team does now obviously in those situations it's going to depend a lot on just how good the team is as well it's not going to answer all of the questions for you but even another feature that mike has added is that you can talk about where you took the player on your team so maybe you want to know what the win rate is if you have say your qb3 So the QB that you selected third in your draft, and you want to stack that quarterback with his wide receiver one and two. So say uh, Sam Darnold is your third QB, and you want to find out what drafting a third QB – plus a couple of wide receivers, say, Perriman and Crowder has done in that situation. Now, obviously, it's not going to tell you what it will do for 2020, but it can give you what similar situations like that would have been in the past to find out if that's something that you want to pursue. Now, always in these situations, we want to keep in mind that that may not be predictive of what's going to happen. But if it's a question of what has happened historically, this tool will help you figure that out. And it just You could lose yourself for hours getting in there, playing with these. One of the things that Mike has also done to cut down a little bit of the time for you is he's actually pre-selected out all of the best and the worst stacks, both in terms of win rate, top 6 percentage, and even top 2 percentage and bottom 2 percentage. So you can see how these different formulations have historically worked. Again, you can do that for FFPC. You can do it for best ball 10s. You can pick out the individual years that you want. And being able to play with all of that information. And these are the kinds of questions that we get from subscribers, we get from people uh, on the social media, and from Mike to being able to put together a tool that answers all of these, it's it's really mind-boggling. But that isn't even it yet. I think my favorite tool within this, my favorite feature, would be the positional heat maps Uh, Colm, take us through this a little bit and explain why we should be so excited to see these heat maps and looking at the win rate added or subtracted by where you select different guys in the draft.
2: Well, again, I'm going to point it out, but the, the visualization makes it so easy. It, again, it's the traffic light system to, to see where things are going to, to fall into place. But picking you know, certain positions, so I know, Sean, like, you'll talk about like the three-quarterback strategy and things of where to pick those particular quarterbacks. But if you're in a one-quarterback league, you're able to set up the win rates above and below the draft position for quarterback picks for example so you can you can dive straight in. it's no surprise that the first round there's not a lot of green in that uh, in terms of where to pick them but at the back end of that first round there is some uh, higher win rates you know the 10th pick the 11th pick so it gives you a lot of information round by round to, to see where they go and um, then it gives the win rates obviously by draft position as well and like sean mentioned last year specifically with christian mccaffrey the, those first three picks in particular had very high win rates, and again, that can be the correlation to those players and the the rounds after who the options are. But I I just think the way like you you've mentioned it, there's multiple things in this tool that just make it super easy for your drafting experience. And like you said, the things like you know that are in it and that they maybe aren't exactly what you're expecting to happen. Sometimes those are my favorite things because they they challenge you in the way that you're thinking about the draft process, the you know your overall strategy. And there's just many times while you go through the, 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 the app here or the tool that you, you pick up on those things. I, I just you know I can't get I, I can't even fathom how, how Mike comes up with these tools, how he puts it into practice. It's one thing to to think of it. It's another thing to, to make it functional and then to have it that it can be fully functional on a website for so many people to use it and to gain an advantage out of it. It's just just tremendous work. My my hat really has to come off to the fantastic stuff that he's done here. Is there anything else, Sean? specifically that you want to highlight. The one thing that I would say is if you're listening to the show, if you have a a subscription, you need to be going and checking this out as soon as possible.
3: Yeah. So let me just give a specific example to try and illustrate how you would use this, for example. So we go in and we pull up the Superflex results for FFPC and we see that All the teams by draft position, we can see what the results have been. So if you had the first pick, you won at 12.5%. Number two pick, obviously you got a little McCaffrey action here, 14%. Pick three, 13.7%. Then things really fall off as we get into picks four, five, and six, although pick six is still there, 10.9%. The collapse happens over the second half, where every pick in the second half of the draft has had a win percentage of 7% or less, including down there at the bottom, pick 11, pick 12, you're down at 2% and 4.8%. So we know that moving into the second half here is not as good. You're playing from behind, right? And so if we're playing from behind, we might think to ourselves, okay, well, what am I going to do to try and get myself back into the competition? I was playing in a league that was similar to this recently, the uh, Justice for George League that John Solis of the Solis Report had set up. And I had pick 12... It's super flex. And I'm thinking, okay, I don't necessarily want to chase the running back points here, but I know from the article that Blair wrote recently that if we're doing super flex, if we're doing super flex best ball, then this round three to round five range, if we're putting three quarterbacks onto our roster there, then the win percentages are very, very high. Now, since I'm in this unfortunate last pick, Should I do anything differently? So I go to the tool here and I can see very clearly all of these green rectangles that show rounds three through five are very, very favorable for QB selections. However, I can also see that pick 10 through pick 12 just overall. So the 110, the 111, the 112, the 201, that range has also been very favorable for selecting QBs. So perhaps instead of following Blair's advice, I might want to pivot away from chasing running back points and instead load up with a couple of top quarterbacks so what i did there was select kyler murray deshaun watson two guys i think who have that potential maybe not to hit the heights that mahomes hit in 2018 that lamar jackson hit in 2019 but they could be very competitive quarterbacks in 2020 to be up there at the top by having both of those guys then i can pivot to the rest of the positions going forward i can build that wide receiver heavy roster that we've talked about recently on the show i could hit my zero running back candidates and because i have this information from the positional heat map i can tell whether or not that has made sense historically if the quarterbacks picked in that range in superflex created win rates that were above expectation now That's the example of of how I have used it recently, but the cool thing about the tool, again, is you can go and do that for all the positions and all the formats. So like you said, if you want to do a one QB and you're wondering how running backs have performed in rounds four through or three through five, you can go in and see at each specific pick how they've done and The answer there, again, is they haven't done particularly well. That's been one of the themes on our show. Even though they did well in 2019, if you look back over the previous three years or the previous five years, you find that that's probably a fluke. Now, lots of things to discuss in terms of whether that will continue, but it's really helpful to see through this tool what has happened in the past. You can use that in concert with things like the Win the Flex to develop some tactics within your draft to make sense of all of that information so knowing how this has worked being able to choose by format being able to choose by position that flexibility is something that will allow you to prepare for your draft in ways that you just never have before and so certainly if that interests you at all definitely get in there and and
2: check out the tool yeah definitely would recommend it um as always you can get yourself a 10 percent discount to road nfl pass as well by using the code 2020 rv radio at checkout or checking out rotoviz.com forward slash podcast for more information that's going to do it for today's show we will be back later in this week on thursday with another show where we break down uh, sean's latest piece we kind of teased it earlier talking about the depth of uh the running back position for 2020 so uh it's really really looking forward to bringing that show to you later in the week uh have a have a good one i guess is the the way to go everyone uh, it's a crazy crazy world out there at the moment uh, make sure you're looking after yourself um and thanks for tuning into the show my name is colin kelly you can follow me on twitter at over to marlin my co-host is sean siegel you can find all this great work up at motoviz.com and until we're back on thursday have a good one Thank you for listening to Overtime and Rotovis Radio. Please rate and review the Rotovis Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovisradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotovis Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotovis with a discount through the Road of His Radio homepage, rotovis.com forward slash podcast.
1: The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing, but you know better.